0: I'm Stephen Adams. This is Down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host Andrew Schlecht, We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at five o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? So early. <laughs> You know, I, had a, I have a meeting this morning, and I asked, asked Alex to get up at like 2 o'clock in the morning to do the podcast. So we're basically Hot. doing it at the same time we did on Friday.
1: Yeah, I don't think you have a meeting. I think this is revenge <laughs> or waking up at 2 a.m.
0: for the Paul George trade. Hey, dude, that was... I'm still in disbelief and disbelief that it wasn't that long ago because now it feels like just like a reality that we've like had soaked into our brains for a long time but it's like oh that was just like a few days ago
1: yeah I, i might i'm freaking out about how broken my brain would be if they don't trade russ until december 15th i know man just getting ready for this podcast i was i was cleaning up my computer screen and i had five individual twitter tabs open All in different windows.
0: (laughs) They're just Twitter. (laughs) This is terrible. I know. I'm sure that all Thunder fans can relate to just like having your phone on you all the time, and like any time, like you get a Twitter notification, like you're looking at it so quickly because you think that here it comes. Because you know, and and there were there's speculation from people that you know the Thunder have a lot of assets, and they have Russ, and they have. You know, they have Adams, they have Jeremy and Gallinari. Like, that's a pretty good team. Like, maybe they can run at the eighth seed, which just made me want to vomit, kind of, because I don't don't think that would be a very fun season. And then they trade Jeremy for a first-round pick. and Well, but you can use that first-round pick to then go get uh, Brad Beal and Kevin Love, Andrew. Oh, man. See, okay, guys, 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 guys. Maybe the Thunder end of trading for Bradley Beal, but... Has has there been a player ever that has been discussed in fake trades more than Bradley Beal? Because it's like, <laughs> well, we got to add Bradley Beal to Paul George and Russell Westbrook. It's like, oh, okay. Well, they're probably going to trade Russell Westbrook, But not if they trade for Bradley Beal. It's like, oh gosh, can we? Let's just let's just give the Bradley Beal stuff a rest because the Clippers tried to trade for him, right? Like they probably offered some of this package. For Bradley Beal and the Wizards just weren't going to do that, and so I don't know why they would do it now. They probably won't. So let's just have, <laughs> let's let's stay focused.
1: I have terrible news for you, Andrew. Even if we trade Russ, we will then be like, well, we have all these
0: assets. Got to go get a star. Oh, what about Brad Beal? <laughs> I know, I know, and you know, like that. It, if he was available, it would it would make sense because he's he's a younger star that could fit with the younger core. If you could get him, great. But he's just seemingly off the table right now. Yeah. So. Uh, how'd you feel about the Jeremy Grant trade? That's something we haven't talked about on the show yet.
1: Well, I thought it was the, you know, opening of the dam, you know. I thought we were about to get like a rush of information and the and the rush trade would be soon thereafter. But then listening to John Hamm and Brett Dawson, it sounds like it was more about the Denver Nuggets having this uh, spot open this Mm -hmm. what is a tax what are they
0: called trade exception
1: trade exception and it was going to expire that day and so that's more what the timing had to do with so I, I you know I really liked Jeremy Grant um, you think about the guys that Sam Presti traded a first-round pick for, and he is definitely the only one that ended up being worth a first. Yeah, And I think, I think a lot of fans would say he's probably worth more than a first mm-hmm. um, by the end of his time with the OKC Thunder. So it was, it was pretty amazing how much he grew in his time in Oklahoma City because looking back on those Philly teams, I mean, he was athletic, but dude couldn't shoot. And he didn't really know what he was doing with the ball at any time. Like, you did not trust him. And there were some moments in these past couple years where Jeremy Grant just, like, looked really in control of his game. Hmm. And he just grew so much as a player. So, I I think it's a great move for Denver. I'm really psyched for him because next year, Paul Millsap's probably going to move on. And he, he might have that starting power forward spot. And a starting front court of Jeremy Grant and Nikola Jokic,
0: that's pretty cool. It's pretty great. And he's going to get a new contract next summer. And he's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> and I think he might even... Yeah. I mean, being a corner three shooter and a guy that can protect the rim, he's perfect for them. Like, he may get upwards of $20 million. Like, that's Whew. a sincere possibility. And that's probably why the Thunder moved on. Like, honestly, he's one of the only players on the team that you don't have to attach an asset to to trade him. Right. Like when it yeah, comes it's to so, role players.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. We are talking about this whole summer before the Paul George thing. Like, they're definitely going to do these cost-cutting moves. It's all about, like, how little can they get away with giving up yeah. to get rid of, like, Patrick Patterson or Andre or whatever. And it turns out they end up trading the two guys with definite positive trade value.
0: Yeah. And they end up with six first-round picks for Serge Ibaka, essentially, when you trace it all back, which is just yeah. kind of crazy shout out Serge! shout out Serge! he got a title and he got the thunder six first round picks shout
1: out to rob hennigan honestly (laughs) yeah we really need to shout out him the vp of foresight and insight he (laughs) knew what was coming
0: (laughs) oh shoot that's so true oh my goodness yeah it's it's crazy i feel i i feel sad about jeremy because jeremy's like a legit cool guy really nice guy he was great for the locker room and you know they must they must have traded him one because they're in asset collection mode and then two they i mean you this is not the time that you're wanting to pay guys right like you're trying to accumulate as many players on the rookie scale deals as you can or guys that are already locked up on good deals like a justice Winslow's different because jeremy's going to make more than justice Winslow next year like that's just it's going to happen and so, you're not in the mode where you're you're lining up guys to pay them. That's that's when you have stars. That's when you're ready to go. And so, people, some people don't like the return for for Jeremy getting a first round pick, top ten protected next year, the year after, and then it turns into two seconds. That it'll convey because the Nuggets won't be a bottom ten team. And people are like, well, it's a pick in the twenties, sure. But like, what are the other options? Like, what other options did the Thunder have to, you know, send Jeremy Grant somewhere and get a a pick like that? I, I just don't think there were a lot of options. Uh, yeah, and that it, didn't include taking back salary.
1: And there was a point that I hadn't seen before I saw it on Reddit uh, by user someday is love. He was talking about how the Jeremy he or she I don't know. It was talking about how the Jeremy Grant trade gave OKC a lot of leverage in any potential Westbrook trade because it got them so close to the tax line that now when they're dealing Westbrook, it's not as big of a deal that they shed salary because they don't have to shed that much more salary to get below the tax line. Yep. Um So it could potentially give them a lot more leverage in any of those trade talks. And they definitely need leverage because – regardless of how many teams you think should trade for Westbrook, there's just not a lot of teams that can trade for
0: Westbrook right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you could even stretch Patterson's contract and get there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they could get there today if they wanted to. And yes. And it's not going to matter. Yeah, you're right. Because a lot of people are are like, well, this rust trade is just a cost cutting move. Like that's all it's going to be for the thunder. And I don't agree. I don't think the Thunder are going to yeah. trade Russell Westbrook to just get back expiring contracts or to get you know players that have you know two years left on their deal. Like that's that's not the goal, and that's not what's going to happen. Like I just don't. I just do not believe that Sam Presti is going to deal Russell Westbrook after all these years, after all this time, and then just get back Kelly Olynyk and Myers Leonard. Like, yeah,
1: that's <laughs> why. Like. When I hear these guys say that Russ is a negative asset, do they realize that that means that they think OKC is going to have to attach something in a Westbrook trade? Like that's what that means.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: And if they just took back expirings, that means he's a neutral asset. If they get anything of value, that means he's a positive asset. And maybe we're totally wrong Maybe they really will trade him just as like a straight salary double. They'll include a pick. But if that happens, Andrew, <laughs> I, I will eat
0: crow, Andrew. <laughs> we'll all eat crow. They, I mean, you might as well keep him, right? Exactly. Yes. Why like, would you? Yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, everybody's like, well, Miami Heat might even get worse if they trade for Russell Westbrook. Like, all right. Cool, dudes. Cool. But listen, like there's a reason the Miami Heat want Russell Westbrook is that they have not had stars on their team since LeBron left, and people, I just like Zach Lowe on that last podcast. I'm sure all everybody's listened to it because everybody listens to Low Post. It's an awesome podcast. But like Zach voted him for third All Team NBA, right? So yeah, he thinks he's a top five guard, right? Like and, and it, the- he talks about him like he's like at the 50th best guard it's crazy
1: and the thing he keeps bringing up he's like i'm going through these teams and i, I see uh, orlando not close enough it's like what does not close enough have to do with anything are the orlando magic going to be closer co- to contention without russell westbrook like what are what are the magic doing they're not going anywhere they're not winning the ring anytime soon regardless of whether they trade for westbrook or not what about all the other reasons you might want to trade for westbrook like the fact that there hasn't been a Magic game on national TV in like a decade. Right. Or the fact that he had like the seventh highest selling jersey sales last year. You don't think that would be pretty cool? <laughs> and to nobody see a bunch more magic to their jerseys? games. Yeah. You know, the last time I saw a, saw a Magic jersey in the wild, it was probably like a Penny Hardaway or Shaq jersey. Right. Like no one's wearing Dwight Howard jerseys out there. So I think there's other reasons to trade for Westbrook, and he acts like the only reason you would trade him is if you were just on the cusp of winning the championship, even though all those same people think that you can't win a ring with Russ. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I'm I'm too early
0: to be getting this angry. (laughs) There's some bad takes out there, and I I blame Howard Beck because Howard Beck is just a known Russ hater, and I think that he just when he's in the room, he brings the, the Russ hate to another level. And he's he known in that he he
1: says it. He says it. Yes, he, he says it, it on, on the that show. podcast. Yes,
0: and he's he's, I've I've been around him a little bit and have. It's not a pleasant experience when he's discussing Russell Westbrook, uh, especially off the record. So, the Heat still make the most sense in a lot of ways. You compare Russ and Jimmy Butler. You send Russ to a good situation, which I do think matters for. Be, because, and people are like, well, you got to do what's best for the thunder well, this might be the best of both worlds because you send Russ to a team that has a chance to win you send him to play with Jimmy you send him to a really good organization you send him to South Beach so like you send like honestly like two of like the coolest players who have bad attitudes and all this stuff like that's a cool heat team you know like that's a yeah. heat team that you can root for uh, and they're gonna be really fun and who, can they win a title probably not, but are they gonna do you want to play that team in the first round? I think the answer is no. And I know, Ro- well, Russell's been out of the first round. I don't care. Like, this is the Eastern Conference. Like, just stop. Just give it a rest. And this is like another reason why I think that it's kind of important to move on from Russell pretty quickly. Because, like, for fans and for a lot of people, I think that this whole defending Russell Westbrook has gotten very exhausting.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm that I would like, I've exhausted, I have nothing left to say about triple doubles. I have I have nothing left to say yeah. about like his rebounding. Like I'm <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to do it again. Like yeah. as much as I love Russ, like I'm I've expended
0: all of my energy on those topics. It's tough and the thing is, like Russell's an awesome basketball player and has been. And for whatever reason people look past everything great that he does. And the fact that he's been an MVP and the fact that he's led teams to the playoffs. I know that he hasn't had a lot of playoff success, but the fact that he has been able to lead his team to the playoffs basically almost every single year of his career. And I know he's had good supporting cast, yada, yada. It, it still takes something in the Western Conference to like just never miss the playoffs. And he's done that. And he has accomplished things that nobody else probably will. Averaging a triple-double three years in a row, as much as you'd like to make fun of it or say that the Thunder engineered the perfect roster and the perfect situation to make that happen. Go find somebody else that could do it. I don't care. I don't care. You could could do that around any other player in the NBA, and I just don't think they could or would do that. And so just everybody can give it a rest. Like, Russell's still a good player. He was good at the end of last season. They didn't have enough because Paul George wasn't the Paul George that he was. And it's hard to reconstruct everything on the fly – Whenever your best player goes down like that. But Russell just doesn't deserve all the slander that he's getting right now. And I think he's gonna go somewhere and he's gonna be good. And he's and he's gonna be fun to root for. And I think that it's it'll be good for Russell too to kind of shed some of this narrative of nobody wants to play with Russ, can't do it, can't haven't been able to do anything since Kevin left. I just think that the storylines are gonna get louder and more annoying and I can tell you he is not going to want to sit down at media day and talk to everybody about this. You know, that is not, and I think that he needs a fresh start where on media day and in the scrums, they can be talking about the heat and what the heat are trying to do and what they're trying to build. Like that, I think would be good for everybody. And then the thunder, you get a fresh start, you get all these young players coming in and you get to start over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, When talking about the East and how that would change his potential legacy, like on that pod, the low post pod, they were talking about the Chicago Bulls. Like, could they make a run at the A.C.? Like Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook on the Heat, they're making the playoffs every year as long as those guys are both healthy. No question. Yeah. And so I think it would be really good for him because I do think he'd have a great shot to at least get out of the first round. And who knows? I mean, the Heat have some young guys. I mean, it depends who they would send back. But. Um, I, I I would just really like that team, and then then there'd be one more fan base who would appreciate Russell Westbrook because I feel like Miami Heat fans are the type of fans who would appreciate Westbrook.
0: Yeah.
1: So then we'll have two out of thirty fan bases <laughs> that like him. He just needs to keep getting traded, and then the fan bases will love him.
0: Uh, we'll <laughs> let's let's do some fake trades here in a second, but I do need to get your thoughts on the Russ to Houston rumors. I mean, I. Again, it's it's so dumb
1: that Maury tricks us into this every single time, and I totally fall for it every single time. Like there's the chances of it happening are so small. It's so much harder to happen, even more hard than or harder than the Jimmy Butler trades when Mm -hmm. people were talking about those. And so I don't know why I keep buying into it, but yeah, I really was seriously thinking about it. And apparently, so was a lot of Rockets Twitter. I mean, there was like a whole day there where that's all they were talking about. That would be awful for all sides, all all sides in terms of the fans. I think, I think Russ would enjoy playing with James Harden. Yeah, they're still, Um, they're still friends.
0: I mean, there's not any bad blood between them at all.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if Russ would even care about like wearing a Rockets jersey. I don't think that would offend him in any way. I don't think so. I don't think he would vomit in his mouth every time he put it on. It would.
0: It would be excruciating.
1: It would be. I'd I'd turn on him real fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'd. I'd forget everything, Andrew.
0: (laughs) It would be so awful. It would be so so awful. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen but it it would be torture. Um and I don't think that team would be great. I don't. No,
1: it would uh man and for Rockets fans like everyone already hates your team in the same way that they hate the Thunder. You know, those are those are two teams that get a lot of just general pushback from the national media. Yeah. And then you're adding you're basically combining the hate forces by putting Westbrook on that team. I I'd almost feel bad for Rockets fans. They would they would There'd be so much disgust with
0: them. <laughs> there would be. Like there's no there's no question. It it would just feel just gross. After all these years of this like Rockets Thunder rivalry, like that began after they traded Harden and he came back and we booed Harden and I mean like it started there and like it's only gotten more intense since then. It would just feel just really gross. I just I would just hate it. Um and, and I, all three of those guards have played in
1: OKC. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would be – it would not It would not be super cool. You know what is super cool though, Alex? Uh, no, I don't know. Blue Garden. Have you been to Blue Garden? Ugh, I thought
1: you were about to say Blue Chew. Not Blue Chew. Uh, yes, I have been to Blue Garden. been there many times. Tell me what is cool about it. Well, you can go to Blue Garden and get yourself a nice beer. Yep. You go on a sunny day. You go on a sunny day with your friends and family. I've I've actually only gone with family. Okay, I think, but it's a great family hang because you go there and it's so spread out that you don't feel like you're having to be pushed up against a bunch of other weirdos, <laughs> and and they have food trucks usually so yeah. you can get something, something to eat, and then you sit down on a table and then you got some cornhole playing some cornhole with the fam. It's just and it's all outdoors. Just a great way to spend
0: like I would say a summer night.
1: Yeah, summer night. A nice spring afternoon.
0: Go Perhaps. for brunch, like a, a food truck brunch down yeah. there. It's cool. It's a cool spot. If you haven't been, it's at 10th and Harvey downtown. It's like a food truck park that has a really cool bar, and it's just lots of cool outdoor hangout places. So go check out Blue Garden. Also, the Banco Cinema Pub as well. A very, very cool place where we had, and we'll have many more draft parties, which will be, have just become way more important. And we'll also tack on the uh, draft lottery party because those are going to be even more important to us too. Um, But the Banquet Cinema Pub right now, I've heard great things about this movie, haven't seen it. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, you can go watch it at the Banquet Cinema Pub while enjoying some delicious food. Uh, Their seats are really cool. The theaters are awesome. The place is just, the ambiance is awesome. It's a cool place. And Not only is it a great theater where you can go see new movies, but it's also uh, just a great place to go eat. I took my family for brunch the other day. Uh, They have ridiculous waffles. They have a really good breakfast pizza. Uh, It's just an amazing place that you can go for actually like a pretty, you know, not Insanely cheap, but like a pretty cheap date night. If you're looking for a date night for for you and your spouse, or for boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, it's a great place for a date night. Um, even if you're not going to go to the movie, so go check out the Banco Cinema Pub in Blue Garden and support the people. That support down to dunk. Okay, Alex, what what do these Heat trades look like in your mind? Like what what are the Thunder getting back in a Heat? transaction
1: uh i've gone from wanting like tyler hero justice winslow and them to remove the protections on the 23 pick yeah to now i like i just want to make sure we get tyler hero <laughs> which is so dumb <laughs> and it's all based on summer league and I know I, summer league, I know I shouldn't do that but he looks so good and he's so confident and we just haven't had a, a shooting guard like that since probably like james harden but even james harden didn't play like that Yeah. like he He's just so confident. He's shooting. He, he kind of reminds me of like Clay Thompson. I get the Devin Booker comparisons now after seeing him play a little bit. Um, he just has no fear, and he would be awesome next to Shea.
0: He would be awesome next to Shea because he's going to take some shots in the league. Yes. He's- so that's
1: all I care about now. Like I'm. <laughs> if if they just got him back, I would be excited, and I would ignore the fact that they didn't get
0: a lot else, and I would be happy with it. I think that. Thunder fans agree with you for the most part. <laughs> it's dumb though. It's which is dumb. which is not okay. Like this is not okay. Like they need to get more but more back than Tyler Hero, and they haven't they haven't signed Hero yet. Um, Correct. Which, if you believe Steve Kyler, which I don't know if we can believe Steve Kyler, but he's heard through the grapevine that it's because they're waiting on a potential Russell Westbrook deal. Which would make sense, because if you sign him, you got to wait to trade him, and it it's becomes kind of an ordeal. But if you don't, then you can, you can have him. You can have him right yeah, now.
1: If you ask me what I truly would want, I would really just want them to move. We send back the 21 and 23 picks, and we move them to 22, double draft, and 24. Yeah. And then get them to remove the protections on 24. <laughs> right. And then Tyler Hero. If the, I would rather have those things than Justice Winslow, even though I think Justice Winslow's really good. How do you make the money work? I have no idea. Don't okay. not I'm not a cat man. Not a cat man. That's your job.
0: Well, I mean you're taking back something. Like you're taking well, back yeah. like James Johnson then? You're gonna take back but
1: see, I, I don't care about taking back those contracts because they're gonna have a ton of cap space coming up in like one more year, anyways. And so the only reason you're really wanting to get to that uh, – to have a ton of cap space is so that you can start doing some of those those like D'Angelo Russell type deals where you absorb large contracts and get picks back or either young players. Um, I'm okay with taking back like one bad contract. Do those contracts run for two more years like the Waiters and the James Johnson, all those?
0: Yes. They all have two. Yeah. Except for
1: Gorin. Right. Yeah, so he
0: he would kind of be ideal. So but. you could take back Dragic and so you could do so I I think you're going to have to bring a third team into it. And Dallas reportedly was interested in Kelly Olynyk, right?
1: Yes, they can have him.
0: So you could so you could do those picks that you talked about and yes. kind of shift around protections and shift around which picks they are. Uh and you could do Russell Westbrook ends up in Miami, which mm-hmm. the trade machine says they win four more games. Good for them. Uh, the Thunder end up with Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, and Picks. They lose nine more games than they did last year. That's fine. And Kelly Olynyk goes to the Dallas Mavericks, adding a win to the Mavericks. And that trade would work. Yeah, I'd, that'd be great. I'd be really into that. I think that that's... I think that everybody says yes today if that's the trade. If I'm the Thunder still, like, I want Justice Winslow or Bam Adebayo. Like, I want two of the three of Winslow, Hero, or Adebayo.
1: I agree, but I just don't know where they're going to find the leverage right now. Now, if they told the Heat, like, we're going to wait till December 15th because we know that there's more teams interested, and we – want to get some of these other contracts so that we can move them. Yeah. Maybe you could have leverage like that in December. But my feeling is that something's going to happen sooner than later. And that's not just because the Reddit Thunder post about the uh, wife (laughs) of the wife, (laughs) the wife, wife of the friend who's in the cooking club who is apparently involved in the Thunder somehow. And she had to stay late last night for a meeting with Sam Presti and the owners, which could only mean they're only would me, be meeting right now about Russell Westbrook trades. So <laughs> See, Wojbop, that's the only
0: reason they would ever meet.
1: <laughs> yeah, Wojbob incoming. Although I've also seen some new theories that, in terms of like a timing of a possible rush trade, he's got a comedy show this weekend. Yeah, in, in Oklahoma, I think in OKC or it might be in Tulsa. Yeah, and Tulsa, then I believe. He has his basketball camp the fifteenth and sixteenth. Yeah, so I'm, I'm targeting in my head the 17th. Okay. <laughs> Based on all of that, all that research,
0: Russell, let's get all your events done, and then we'll trade you. I mean, yeah. it's. I think that, I think that Russell wants to move on, and I think the Thunder would like to move on too, and hopefully they can get at least two teams. I mean, Sam is always and apparently Sam just like manufactured. Some leverage in that Clippers deal with Paul George with the the Raptor stuff because everybody is coming out now saying like yeah there was that was never going to be a thing you yeah know?
1: but you know the the background on that I think I forget who was saying it um, maybe it was Bill Simmons or, or it might have even been Zach Lowe talking about how much Masai hated the Clippers this year yeah because they were doing so much stuff not even behind the back like out in the open like having scouts at every Raptors game yeah. Stuff like that, so it is very believable to me that Masai teamed up with Sam on this.
0: Be like, yeah, let's
1: screw them. Let's see if we (laughs) I can help you out here.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a good theory. Now he just needs somebody. Like he needs real leverage because that Paul George deal. And some people are like, why don't you just hang on to him? Like the Thunder are cheap. I mean, okay, like give me a break. Okay, if Paul George wanted out, one they were quiet and you're, you the trade request doesn't get out. Other teams don't try to get involved and you have leverage that you could never manufacture. You know, they manufactured some with the Raptors deal, but you would never ever have that kind of leverage with another team where it's like, if you don't get Paul, you don't get Kawhi and you have to give us all these things. And it was probably just like, Yeah, we'll give you two unpredicted first round picks. Sam's like more. Sorry. Like more. <laughs> you need to give yeah, us because well, there us was everything. also
1: the Lakers component, which we don't know how real that was, but yeah. some people were saying like if they hadn't gotten a second star, then Kawhi would have been more willing to consider the Lakers. Yeah. And so and they that probably was the put perfect the perfect storm. On them. Oh,
0: it wouldn't it you you could not create it yourself. And it's that wasn't gonna happen again. And so say the Thunder even go out in the second round in this next season and Paul still wants out. Like you're getting half of what they got, probably. You know, like it's it's just not the reality is that it's not going to be anything close to what they got. And if you can if you just sit down and look at it on paper, it's a tremendous amount. And to the people that are like, well, these are going to be mediocre picks because those teams are like pretty good. You just don't, one, you don't know. And two, the currency of the NBA is first-round picks. And they will likely not use maybe even half of those picks. Uh, They're going to be using them in trades. You can use them to move up in a draft. If there's a guy the Thunder love that they believe is going to be a superstar, they could go to that team and say, hey, we'll give you our pick and an unprotected Clippers first in, you know, 2026. And... That team might be like, okay, let's do that. I mean, you have chips on the table where the Thunder yeah. just didn't before, and so to those people that want to talk about how they know the value of these picks, you clearly don't.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen that a lot too, and I, it's like these are all going to be late twenties. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not worried about that. So, thinking about leverage for the Westbrook trade. So like you said, one piece of leverage would be if there was a second team. The problem with that is, like we said, there's not a lot of teams who could trade for him, even if they wanted to right now. And I think we all kind of feel like OKC's not going to send him somewhere that he absolutely does not want to go. Like, for instance, let's say the Cavs did have a deal that they wanted to make for Russ. If he really doesn't want to go to Cleveland, I'm not convinced that OKC would send him there. So you need not just a second team, but a second team that is at least viable in Russ's mind. And maybe Cleveland is because Kevin Love's there, and maybe Detroit is because Blake Griffin is there. Yeah. But we haven't heard anything like that. We've only heard that there's mutual interest with Russ in Miami so far.
0: Yeah, I, I don't really like any of the Detroit deals. Oh,
1: no, no, no. None of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they make me really uncomfortable, almost all of them, because they almost always include Reggie Jackson. Um, yeah. It would be an immediate wave. He'd have to be. You could not bring <laughs> you cannot bring Reggie back here. Oh god. Yeah, I'm and, just I don't want and, any part of that. And so the other
1: possible leverage is timing. Like they don't have to do it right now. And I think there's some Thunder fans who would be fine with them not doing it right now and starting the season with Russ and then waiting till December and seeing if there's any more teams that would be willing to do anything for Russ because mm-hmm. All of these teams, and we've done the same thing. Every single preseason, we have the highest of hopes for our team. And we think the Thunder are going to be great. And we think they're going to be contenders. And then they get knocked out in the first round. Every team feels that way, like unless maybe the Hornets. The Hornets are probably not going to be excited going into the season. But a lot of teams are going to be really positive about their team. And that may change in December. And all of a sudden, a team like Orlando who is apparently really far away, according to Zach Lowe. Well, maybe they're still far away, but they're like, wow, we just brought back all these guys. We are locked into these big contracts for a while. We have to do something mm-hmm. to like reignite interest in this team. And so maybe you would get another team that way. I don't know if OKC really wants to wait that long. I mean, I think in the ideal world, you would want to go into training camp with this new young team and move forward from there. But if ultimately the best deal isn't going to be there until December fifteenth, maybe they wait.
0: Yeah, they might. What What
1: does the deal with Orlando even look like for the Thunder? Uh, the only guy I really want there is Jonathan Isaac. I, yeah. like, I like him. I feel like he's very undervalued because he's been injured his first couple years. I think he's awesome. And um, we don't really have a player, a young player like that mm-hmm. on the roster, because he he's
0: kind of a he's a power forward, right?
1: You play him at the four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that Jeremy's gone. How dare you
0: just not mention Darius Baisley. I thought he was a three. Is he not a three? No, no, no. I thought that too. And I watched him in Summer League and I was like, oh, he's clearly going to be a four. Like, he's big.
1: You You know who he reminds me of? Not in their style of play, but Serge Ibaka in the way that. Remember when we drafted Serge Baca? He was a totally mystery, total mystery man. Yeah. No one knew anything about him. We had no idea what to expect. And then, like, within his first couple games, he had like four or five moves or four or five plays. You're like, oh, this guy's a little bit further along than I thought. Yep. And I thought that same way watching Baisley. Like, whether it was like the turnaround Dirk step back that he looked totally comfortable doing or the fact that he blocked a three point shot. Like there were a few moments there and obviously he's super young, he's super raw, but I was very excited. Like he has some really good feel for the game. Some of those passes he made, some of the drives, just like the confidence in not taking like settling for a shot and driving into the basket. I'm I'm a little little excited about Baisley.
0: I think he's going to be awesome. I don't know how good he'll be this year. Right. But he's yeah. they'll play him. I think they'll play him this year. I mean, first of all, like why would you not play him this year? And then second, I think that he can—he's a smart basketball player. Like he's got great feel for the game. And I tweeted about this yesterday that they—they've accumulated some guys here that actually have feel for the game, which has not been a, a Thunder trait. I would say. Uh, I think Adams has great feel for the game. I think they're going to keep Stephen. Like, what are your? Do you think they're going to keep Stephen?
1: I think so. I mean, there there was there's uh, rumblings on the Clippers subreddit about them trading for steven adams okay. which is very hard to do i went and tried to do it it would involve like mo harkless which is he a guy they can't trade till december 15th right because they just got him or is it you different
0: can, you, when it's you can't a, combine him with anybody else for 60 days Oh, okay yeah so i i couldn't figure out how you would
1: do it but for some reason you getting
0: back mantras harrell
1: i assume they're not I would guess not – this all s- stemmed from a Montrezl Harrell Instagram post where he was like, big news coming. Oh. That is the entire reason why Clippers <laughs> are talking about assume. Steven Adams.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, yeah, I think they probably keep him. He only has two years left. It's not like you're going to be using your cap space. As long as they can get under the tax, I think yeah. they're fine with keeping him.
0: Yeah. Because no, all
1: I- of a sudden, all the positive benefits of having Steven Adams around are highlighted because you're not worried about how like crippling his –
0: contract is yeah exactly uh adam's a smart player i think sga is a really smart basketball player that knows how to make the right play i think deontay burton's a guy that has feel for the game i don't know how important he is to the thunders rebuild but i think that he's a guy that has a good feel for the game and then Basley, i think baisley has got great feel for the game and so they all of a sudden have like a lot of guys that are going to be looking to make the right pass and they're going to find the open guy that are who's going to part- be tyler hero and Hero's got a good feel for the game, too. Like, as far as, like, a passer goes, I didn't know that he was that great of a passer. He didn't really He's more of a play finisher at Kentucky, but he's had the ball in his hands quite a bit uh, in summer league, and is he's a good passer, too. And so he's a great shooter, a good passer. He's not the best athlete, and he's not a guy that is probably going to beat a ton of guys off the dribble— but I don't think that that would be his role anyways. Um, so, he's great in transition. I think that he would fit in great. And the Thunder don't need to worry a whole lot about how great their defense is for the first year or so. And so you let him develop. And I, I think that I, I think this is also a point where the Thunder fans may not hate Billy Donovan. You know, I think that Billy Donovan would be really great as a coach for that team. And... Your opinion of Billy might change a little bit. And I think yeah. that it probably should, because I think he's a good basketball coach. And I think that coaching the team that he's had to coach, I mean he's coached a different team every single year, basically. And it that's not an easy thing to do. And so I think that he is probably as as Thunder fans, I think that there's part of you that's like, ooh, okay. Well, now I don't have to worry about the Thunder having way more talent than the Jazz but not being anywhere close to as good as the Jazz. And now I don't have to worry about them losing (laughs) to Portland. And now I don't have to, you know, argue with somebody about how I think that they're better than Denver and, you know, how they are going to compete with the Lakers and have as much star power as they do. But they can't – you don't have to have those conversations anymore. And Billy doesn't have to worry about all the pressure. And there's pressure as – like you feel the pressure as a fan – As like the expectations behind that team, like expectations are out the door now. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. Like the expectation is that you try to accumulate assets. You have these really fun young players on the team. The Thunder already have lots of them um, that are going to play and that are going to be fun. And the team is, I think the team is going to play the right way. It's going to be a fun Thunder team. There's not going to be a lot of guy. There's not going to be a guy on the team. that's going to take 20 plus shots. They're gonna work the ball. They're gonna play hard. I think they're gonna be a fun team. People are worried about like the the city not supporting a a rebuild. First of all, like the Thunder aren't doing like a traditional rebuild like like you've seen the Cavaliers doing, like you've seen these other teams doing, where they get to a point where they have to trade their star, they don't get a lot back, and they're just you're just stuck. Like you just it comes to a complete halt. Like the, the Thunder with the assets that they have. And the draft picks that Sam has made and that he's kept through the years, this isn't just like any rebuild. Like you've already got guys and they may all be role players. I don't believe SGA is a role player. I think that he's a guy, he's a he's a defined building block. You may not have Baisley could be that too. We don't really know. I think that we won't know for a little while with him. Uh but everybody else is a role player. But you got young role players on rookie scale deals. Like that's great. That's a great and start.
1: You, you can't compare it to I've heard some people like, look what, look what happened to Philly. Like, I I don't think OKC could withstand what Philly went through. It was like, we are not going to go through what Philly did. Like that, those first two seasons in Philly, their first, first picks were all injured and missed the entire season. Yeah. They were like, they were excited about guys like Tony Roten. Like, Tony <laughs> Roten was like a classic process player because they had just all these like, no-name guys who were just off the scrap heap. And through doing that, they found guys like Robert Covington. But the majority of that roster were guys who are not currently playing in the NBA, which would not be the case with the Thunder. Like They already have, especially if they got back someone like Tyler Hero, they would have a young core already. Now, maybe they don't have the star piece for that core yet, like the really blue-chip prospect. But they would have between Hami and Hero and SGA and Baisley – like, those four right there would be a, a core group of young guys to watch and follow, which Philly did not have at the beginning. And Ferguson, too. And yeah. Ferguson, yeah. I always forget about Ferguson because he's so old now.
0: I know. He's so old. He's a f- full 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is – it's It's not a traditional tear it down. Like, people are like, oh, the Thunder are tearing it down, you know, to the studs. Like, they, no, they're not. They – They already have pieces in place where you don't have to do that. They've already got guys that are NBA players where, you're right, Philly, you know, in 2013-14, like, they didn't have NBA guys on their team. Like, they didn't really have hardly any NBA guys on their team. I mean, you look at, first of all, they had, like, a billion players on their team that year. Like, you read the names of guys, and, like, hardly any of them stuck, like Lavoy Allen, James Anderson, Lorenzo Brown, Brandon Davies, Darius Johnson Odom, uh, Eric Maynor was on their team for a short amount of time. Darius Morris, Arnett Moultrie, Byron Mullins, James Nunnally, Daniel Orton, <laughs> Henry Sims. Like that, I have like ten more names I can list of guys, and even like Hollis Thompson, who's like on a summer league team right now everybody thought like Hollis Thompson could be something but like he was just a guy that just took shots for them <laughs> you know like that's yeah that's all that happened um, the you're right this is this is not going to be the process for them for and also do you have a name that you like for the Thunders quote-unquote process
1: no I, I've seen something out there I I just feel like uh, I need something a little bit more catchy maybe I'll just get used to ride the storm um, I, I think that might be be what it ends up I yeah that that seems what everyone else has agreed on i just need to hear it more
0: until i buy in when i get stephen adams to say it at media day i think you might
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey can before we go can i briefly can we briefly talk about like this uh the concern over the player empowerment yeah yeah because i have not that that was not my reaction to the paul george trade yeah And I get why people are having the reaction, but the thing I keep coming back to is what happened to Blake Griffin in L.A. Like L.A. rose – is it raised? Raised his jersey into the rafters, okay? They made him a shirt with people like MLK and Gandhi on it and (laughs) Abraham Lincoln that said Pioneers. (laughs) They they told him they wanted him to be a clipper for life, that they were going to retire his number. He'd be the greatest clipper of all time. Signed him to a massive deal and traded him within six months. So, like, for me, like, how is that that different from what just happened with Paul George in terms of like signing a contract and then wanting out really quickly? Like, we always blame the players, but we don't. We get excited when teams do it. Like the the popular reaction to that Clippers trade is, "Oh, what a smart move by Jerry West. Mm -hmm. They gave up this aging contract." That, of course, six months earlier, everyone was like, "Well, you got to do it." Like the Clippers aren't getting anyone. You got to sign Blake Griffin to that deal. right? So I just feel like there's a and, – and I know why it happens. It's because most of the fans, including us, were never in a position to have the player perspective. Like we were never close to ever being paid that much money to play basketball. We are no. never that good. However, like we all know that if we really wanted to, I could go take some math classes and learn the NBA cap like i'm I'm confident that I'm smart enough where I could do that, whereas I could never make the MBA. And so I feel like we always take the perspective of the owners of the GM. we all we all think we're armchair GMs. None of us think we're like armchair Kobes, you know mm-hmm. and yeah. and I just I just don't get it. like i it does not bother me for whatever reason. And I do think this summer was an anomaly in terms of players going to l a and New York. Yeah. And I just – I don't know. I'm not worried about the long-term health of the league in the way that other people are. I do think the upcoming Giannis decision, whether he takes a Supermax or not, is kind of interesting. And seeing where that goes might spur even more debate. Uh, but for right now, like this was just – for me, it was like a perfect storm of, of what just happened. And I really think that it ends up – it is going to end up being a positive for OKC. So I don't know. What, what do you think about all this stuff?
0: Yeah, I just I think that things happen in the NBA and people jump on them quickly and say this is a problem we need to solve, you know, or yeah. like this is a trend that's happening, like everybody's going to be doing this now. And it's funny that like the last trend before all this stuff happened, if you would have just talked about trends in the NBA right after the championship was won, is that teams should take chances on superstars and just trade for them because look at OKC, look at Toronto, look what happened. You just trade for them, and you just see what happens and you try to trust your culture and all that stuff and what's hilarious now is that like both those examples are now on the same team in LA. And it's like, "Oh, yeah. okay, well like never do that again," you know. And now we have to worry about players having too much power. Like one, like Paul George is like maybe the most agreeable person in the entire world. Like there's there's and also I don't blame Paul because like if the Thunder had gotten to the Western Conference Finals and they were just like right there and they're like, Oh, we lost to the Warriors in the West Finals and now, you know, we could go and go to the finals. Like Paul's not going. Paul's not leaving. Paul Paul left not only I think the the largest portion of Paul leaving is that he gets to go play for the Clippers, a team he rooted for with Kawhi Leonard, who is largely believed to be the best player in the NBA. I think there's also a part of it that the Thunder have disappointed. It's been disappointing. There's been pressure, and the pressure has resulted in nothing but first-round exits. And you can lay out all the reasons for it, but it's still the reality of what's happened. And so I think that all these things are circumstantial. It Uh, is.
1: Never forget that none of this could have happened without Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler, because those are the two guys that Kawhi contacted before he contacted Paul
0: George. Yep. If Jimmy Butler said, "Yep, I'd love to be a Clipper," you know this wouldn't have happened. If Kevin said, "Yep, I'd love to be a Clipper," this wouldn't have happened. I mean, all the circumstances had to line up, and honestly, you have to, as a Thunder fan, you have to know this: this this run was going to be over in two years. And when it was over in two years, you were not going to get anything for Paul. You were going to be left empty-handed. And then by that time, Russell's trade value, I would assume, was not going to be any higher than it is now. And so if you're trying to move on from Russell then, you don't have Paul. You don't have Stephen either because he's expiring. And you have to either get him a new deal or he's going somewhere else. Jeremy is probably gone anyways. You don't know who's on your team. It is the the mess to clean up at that point it would be similar to a to a Sixers type of teardown because you're going to be left with not a whole lot to build with and if you're the Thunder one you probably can justify it by saying like we you have when you have superstars you have to keep trying and who knows what it would have resulted in i don't think it would have resulted in a championship in which i think everybody would have found very unsatisfying but This run was coming to an end. You could see the end, you know, as fans. You could see it. And Paul, and depending on how everything works out, Paul at the end of the day may have done the Thunder a tremendous favor when it comes to the future of the franchise, when it comes to the next decade. When it comes to the next season, no. Like, there's going to, they're going to take their lumps, and that's going to happen. But when it comes to the next decade of Thunder basketball, which I think that. You should if you're a Thunder fan, like you should be heavily invested in that in the next decade. If you're if you want the team to win a title, Paul may have done the Thunder a massive favor. Yeah. Uh, so now we wait, Andrew. So now we wait on a Russell Westbrook trade. And it's probably gonna happen now that we've uh recorded a podcast because <laughs> it seems like there's always news after we finish recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um I did this with McKelly. I'd like to go through it with you real quick before we go. Uh, on players that you think will be on the Thunder um, come training camp. And so we'll just go through the roster starting at the bottom. Uh, Deontay Burton. Mm, I guess. I stop. Just be, nice well. to guy, <laughs> just be nice to my guy. Please. Just uh, be nice to my guy. Hamadou Diallo. Yes. Uh, Juwan Evans. No, do you think they, they won't bring him up to be the backup no really
1: nah, i okay. haven't I haven't seen a lot okay uh nader
0: uh,
1: do I, can they get out of that deal or is that that's a two year so What's
0: i so I found out so I thought the guarantee date was last Friday. It turns out his guarantee date's on the fifteenth uh, of July, yeah so he could still be waived um I don't know they why that had not been reported, um, but if that happened, they pushed his guaranteed date back. Okay, you should report it. I could report. Be your it. first scoop. I can, it's my my tweet scoop. scoop. You got to do it before you post the pod. <laughs> I'm
1: do uh, it right yeah, now. They, they probably. I'm trying to think. It, this all depends how many p- roster spots are taken up by guys coming back in a Miami trade. Yeah, um, because honestly, looking at summer league, like I could see Kevin Hervey being on the roster. Herbie's kind of like good. Being at the bottom of the roster, I'd yeah. be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I like Herbie. But uh, Nader is one of those guys where I feel like if they do need to cut a roster spot, that would be one place to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, <laughs> Mike Mascala.
1: Yes, for some reason. Yeah. Hey, I'm,
0: aren't you glad
1: that that, that plane ride was not for nothing you know it paid no, off in the end no he decided to stick by us he decided not to go get another deal <sighs> at some other team that would have given him a deal
0: <laughs> because that exists
1: yeah <laughs> dude I'm yeah mad he's gonna about be on it. the team yeah yeah
0: don't like that uh nerlins yeah uh, it's just funny the Thunder have like, their center position locked down. <laughs> now <they're> like, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, Baisley will be on the team. Ferguson will be on the team. Shea will be on the team. Patterson.
1: Okay, my idea for Patterson. I don't know if it's official yet, but Marcus Morris was trying to back out of the Spurs deal Yeah. to go to New York so they could have 10 forwards instead of 9. And so I say wouldn't – 2-Pat be great on the Spurs. They wouldn't have to give us anything. He could fit <laughs> into their cap space. Don't you think they could revive his career? Isn't he exactly the kind of guy who they would make way
0: better than do he they was? they have the cap hunter?
1: space? I thought they did because they were signing all these guys. How did they sign Marcus Morris?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess they do have cap space. They traded away Vertox. Um, Davis!
1: Poor Davis is on the whiz now.
0: He is. Oh,
1: but man. yeah, I think I think Tupac should go to the Spurs and we'll do, you know, we're not even gonna ask for anything back. You know? We're nice guys.
0: <laughs> you can just have him. I mean that that's a, I mean that would be, that'd be great. If you can convince the Spurs that's a win win, that would who be. else are they gonna get at this point? I don't know. I guess you could argue that maybe you just one wouldn't want to have Patterson, period. Disagree. Makes He's five point seven.
1: Great locker room. He likes Doing cryptic tweets. Twitter. <laughs> he
0: likes movies. <laughs> he likes movies. Uh, okay. Andre Robertson. Hmm. I,
1: I, that would be one. Although, who's going to play small forward for them? Not that it really matters, but. For the Thunder? Yeah. They got to put someone out there. Hommy.
0: Why? Right? Like, why wouldn't Hami play small forward?
1: Is he a small forward? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: He's um, big. He's big enough. I mean, later if you keep him around.
1: If they can get under the tax, I don't think that they're going to trade any of these guys, like Schroeder or Dre, because there's no point at that. Like, Because at that point, you, you would have to be giving something up. And like, is it really better to just get him off your roster? Why don't you see if he can come back and play and actually increase his trade value and then trade him in February?
0: The whole idea to uh, yeah. trade him in the first place was because you are worried about the tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think they keep Dre. And I think he's good for the young guys. He's clearly been a good guy to have around for Ferguson. And yeah. so you might as well keep him around. Um, Schroeder, I'm not so sure.
1: I feel the same way about Schroeder except for the part where he might not want to play behind Shea. Yeah. I mean we don't know that.
0: We're just kind of saying that. Well, I but, mean like the, we've seen this play out already in Atlanta, where Atlanta's like, "Ah, we just prefer to not have him around." Right. Yeah, I mean
1: we'll we'll see what happens, but I again, I think that I wouldn't give up like a first just to get rid of him. I wouldn't, especially, especially no, if no, you no, get no. under the tax. No, so at no. that point it takes like a team that needs him. Yeah. Which like I guess the Bulls maybe would want him, they could just have him. Again, we're just we're just giving people, we're just helping them out. <laughs> helping out the Spurs, helping out the Bulls. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he will probably start the season on the team. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, Gallo. Yeah, I, I think that's a prime, a primo February trade deadline deal. We're going to get a first round pick for Gallo. Yeah, that'd be great. Book it! Book it! It's going to be our numbers our 7th pick from surge.
0: Uh yeah, it will be. That's hilarious. Uh Steven. Yes, he'll be on the team. Uh Russell Westbrook the most important one.
1: Um I'm going to say no. Yeah. I think they get something done with the Heat. I think it's less than what a lot of Thunder fans want, but I think that we get Tyler Hero and so
0: I don't care. We get our hero. We get our summer league hero. <laughs> He's got such a ridiculous name for a guy that's coming on a rebuilding team. And the expectations are gonna be wild for him. It's gonna be out of control for him.
1: We should next time we should try to I want to think about this. Who will have the best selling jersey next season of of the Thunder players? Like if we get to that point where they do trade for Hero, because I think it's a it's a foot race between Shea and Hero. Because just having a jersey with Hero on the back is pretty cool. But I, th- I think it'll be Alexander Hero.
0: looks really cool too. Does it look cool or just does it well, look cumbersome? It looks funny. <laughs> it's a fun thing. It, it does look funny. Um, I think it'll be, I think Tower Hero would be the guy or Steven Adams because like I think you can double down on your Steven Adams love already. Yeah, that's true. So I, and I think that, I mean, I don't know what Steven Adams will look like on a team where you don't have two guys that take 20 shots a game. I have a feeling he's going to look very similar. It could be, but I, I mean, he'll be, he'll average a double double. Like that will happen now that you don't have the best rebounding guard in the history of the NBA on your team. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure that he would look exactly the same.
1: Hmm. Hmm. We'll see.
0: I think he can, I think Steven can do more than what he's been given. And that's been out of having great players around him. Yes, I guess. Why are you saying that? Why are you so negative I just, about Steven? Why do you hate Steven? I don't hate him. I just feel like
1: he could have done more of this in the past. What was he waiting for? We well, loved every time he got shot. We yeah, loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the team always went away from him because I think it's it's tough going down the stretch of a game to just be given. I mean, it's the same reason why like Embiid doesn't get the ball all the time at the end of games, you know? Yeah. But I no, think I, I think when you're a team that doesn't care so much about winning that. He's going to, I mean, he will just get more touches anyways. Like, that will happen. Those are going to Tyler. Those (laughs) touches are going to Tyler. Tyler's taking 30 shots a game on the Thunder. Man, if the Thunder don't get Tyler Hero now, I think that everybody will be (laughs) very disappointed. And I don't think people were ready for how much you love Tyler Hero.
1: Based on, I didn't even watch the game. This is based on me watching YouTube highlights of a Summer League game and buying in instantly. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't even watch the whole video, the highlight <laughs> video. I'm honestly basing this on that one pull-up three he took. <laughs> Somebody uh, said, wow, Tyler Hero's so smooth. And I saw that. It was a five-second
0: clip. And I said, wow, I got to get that guy. I'm in. I'm all in. Uh, I think he's good. I'm still a little skeptical that he's like a NBA starter. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Alex thanks for coming on the show You can follow Alex at Al Baby Cakes You can follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht Follow our podcast at Down to Dunk Go check out the Bango Cinema Pub And Blue Garden If you're looking for something cool to do in Oklahoma City And you haven't been to either one of those places Pick one and go Sometime this week or this weekend Uh, You're going to feel cooler And there's going to be an awesome time at either place So go check those out Uh, Leave us a 5 star iTunes review If you get a chance It's a way that you can kind of pay us back a little bit, or if you've appreciated the content that we put out, it's a simple way. You can go in the if you have the purple podcast app, click it, search down to dunk, hit five stars, boom, you're done. Simple thing that you can do. Uh, We appreciate all the listeners. We have a lot of new listeners as well. So we appreciate you sticking around. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you get them. We have a show Monday, Wednesday, Friday of every week. Uh, That's through the summer. That's through everything. So when some podcasts stop, we just keep going. And so you'll have NBA content all summer. Um, Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday morning.